0: I'm beginning a new series of sermons entitled Living the Five. And in this series of sermons, we're going to take a look at five foundational principles for Christian life. Now, there's lots of qualities and characteristics about the Christian life that we could talk about, but in this series, we're going to be doing more foundational work, five principles that really are essential to living a Christian life in the midst of this world. All five of these principles are rooted in two scriptures, two teachings from Jesus. The first, the great commandment that we heard read just a moment ago, and the second, the great commission to go and make disciples. We begin today with the first principle. We cannot do life alone. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our Redeemer, Amen. I am an introvert, and I know that may come as a surprise to some of you, but I am an introvert. I love quiet time, I love time alone. Although with nine children and 13 grandchildren, quiet alone time is few and far between. But early on in my relationship with Jerry, I told her I was an introvert. I also told her that the only thing better than being alone was being with her. Ah, but of course, that was an exaggeration. Not, not, not the being with her part, not that part. I like being with her, the being alone part, because I also like being with my children and my grandchildren, and I like being with you all. In fact, I need to be with you. And I'm grateful for the times that we have together. See, the truth of the matter is that as much as I like being alone, it's hard to be a Christian. And it's especially difficult to be a Christian without the encouragement and the support and the accountability that comes with being with other Christians. We cannot do life alone. We need each other. And this should come as no surprise to us because it's how God created us, designed us to be. In Genesis chapter 2, we hear that God said, it is not right that human beings should have to live alone. The first gift of creation, of the creator, is life. And the second gift of the creator is relationships with other people. We're created to be in relationship with each other. We are created for a sense of community. We cannot do life alone. But now having said that, I don't mean by that that we just simply need to make certain we have relationships in our life. I'm talking about something much more specific than that. I'm talking about how it is that we need to be in relationship with other Christians. We need to be in relationship with other Christians. Life isn't easy. And being a Christian isn't easy. We need the support and the encouragement and the accountability that being with other Christians brings. The great German theologian, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, while in concentration camp in Germany, wrote about this very thing in his letters and papers from prison when he talked about how hard it was for him to be a Christian all alone. Life is tough and it brings great challenges, huge difficulties and significant changes take place in our lives, changing how we have to live our our lives. And along with that, we can carry with the scars brought on by being mistreated by others. Even as we carry the guilt of having mistreated others. Along the way, we pick up bad habits. Maybe it's bad habits related to health, or maybe it's bad habits related to gossiping or little white lies, or, well, you know your bad habits. I know mine. And then there's temptations. And whatever temptation is that comes our way, temptation is always for us to live less than God intends. And who's going to help us? Who's going to help us to stay on the straight and narrow? Who's going to help us to heal up from the stuff this world has heaped up on top of us? Who's going to help us to discern what God wants as we seek to live a faithful life? Now, I have some non-Christian friends, and they're important to me. Those relationships, they're important to me and I seek to be a good friend to them. But if I'm trying to discern what God wants for me to do in some aspect of my life, they're not who I'm going to talk to, because they're not going to even understand the question. They might say, well, what is it that you really want to do? Not realizing that that's exactly the problem. I know what I want to do. That's not the question. The question is, what does God want me to do? What does faithfulness require? Where is God leading me? And for that, I need the help of other Christians. Maybe. Maybe it's that we're struggling with some kind of temptation. Let's just say maybe it's envy. Oh, how the world likes envy. Wanting stuff that belongs to somebody else is good for business. But the world has no understanding of how it is when we look to something other than God for our satisfaction, we are headed on a path of brokenness and of pain. But Christians understand. We understand this. Or maybe it's that we're struggling with forgiving somebody. It's hard work to forgive somebody. And the world would say it's fine to hold a grudge. You don't have to let them off the hook. Ah, But Christians, we know the only way to be free is to forgive. Who's going to encourage me? Who's going to encourage us in that hard work of forgiving? Or maybe it's that we need to reconcile with somebody and that reconciliation is going to require great sacrifice on our part, great humility on our part. And the world is fine with saying to hell with them, but we're Christians. And thank God that's not what God says to us. And it's hard doing this work that faithfulness requires. Who's going to support and encourage us along our way? Maybe it's some bad habit that we know it's time to deal with. Who's going to pray for us when we need somebody to pray for us? Who can we talk to about the ways that we're experiencing God working in our lives? Who can we talk with about Scripture and about what it means and how we're going to apply it to our daily living? We need each other. We cannot do life alone. Now, John Wesley knew this. The founder of the Methodist Church, he knew this, and so he gathered people into groups. We might call them small groups today, groups of 10 or 12 people, people who are committed to each other, Committed to help each other stay on the straight and narrow. Committed to help each other heal up from the stuff this world can do to us. Committed to pray for each other. To encourage each other. To support each other. To help each other along the journey and ultimately to help make each other better people. Better Christians. People who better give witness to the power and presence of God at work in their lives. Who is it who does that for you? Who is it who helps you to be a better Christian? Maybe you have somebody in your life that you've been able to work with on matters of the faith. Or maybe you've been a part of a group of people whose focus was to do that very thing. And so you can give witness to the transforming power of such an experience. Or maybe right now you don't have anybody that you can do that with. Maybe that's the next step in your journey. It's a new year. Maybe that's what this new year brings. To take this kind of next step to connect with somebody to help work on matters of the faith. Maybe it means joining one of our community groups. Uh, new groups are, are beginning right now. And these groups are rooted in this very thing, how it is that we cannot live life alone. We need each other. We need each other. Now, last Sunday, I stood before you and I told you that this past year, I had grown in my faith. I grew in my faith by the grace of God. Through prayer, study, and service. But even more so, by the grace of God, through my relationships with many of you. The times that we spent together, and the ways that you stretched me, helped me to think of things in new ways, encouraged me to take next steps in my own faith journey. And I am grateful for that I am so grateful for that as you know I'm an introvert I like time alone I like quiet time and when those times of solitude come of course I spend time in prayer and I spend time thinking about my faith and I spend time thinking about ministry and it's good It's so good. But if that's all there is, there will come a time when I will stop growing in my faith. And I'll stop growing in my faith because the only voice I am hearing is my own. And the only one holding me accountable is myself. And that is not a formula for faithful living and for growth in our faith. Yesterday, some of us gathered together to say goodbye to one of the saints of our church, Jan Long. At her funeral, one of our members, Mary Jo, made a wonderful statement. She said, being with Jan made her a better person. And that's kind of a good summary of what I'm talking about here being with other Christians, being in community with other Christians is all about us becoming better people, better Christians, more faithful in our living and more able to give witness to the power and presence of God in our midst. This community that we are blessed to be able to be a part of is a means of grace. God chooses to work through our relationships with each other. What a gift that is. Well, it's one thing to know that we cannot live life alone, that we need each other. It's another thing to act upon it. And so today, at the beginning of a new year, I want to challenge you to act upon it. And maybe the next step for you this year is to find somebody with whom you can work intentionally on matters of the faith. Maybe your next step is to join a community group or to start a community group or join in the ministry or simply meet with somebody who will pray with you, who will talk about important matters of the faith and help you discern your next steps in your life. If you need help doing that, we'll talk to Pastor Tim. Talk to me. Talk to our staff. We all know. We all know. We need each other. We cannot do life alone. And we also know that it's through our relationships with other Christians that we experience the grace of God that sustains us, that nurtures us, and ultimately grows us. Grace upon grace upon grace. And thanks be to God for that grace. Amen? Amen. Amen.